here today with Josh from Star Wars Spelt Out. How are you going, Josh? I'm good, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Normally you're uh, you're guesting on my podcast, so I thought I'd better return the favour at least once or twice and uh, and pop in on yours. So thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, it's been a big, big weekend for for us. So um, little peek into the podcasting world. Um, it's Monday night uh, here in Melbourne, and. We've just come out of a huge weekend of of news. Yeah, we have. It's um, it's I don't know. It's weird because it's just like everything. All the everything we're getting is just kind of coming via Twitter or news articles and stuff. There's no, there's no video. There's no. It's just weird. Like I feel like other stuff you always get. A, you always see a little bit more. You can see the footage a bit better. It's all like shaky cams and stuff. I don't know about you. Is that how you're, what you're vibing? Yeah, that it was about waking up and you just seeing this this whole line of Twitter and and news just via other people's tweets. It's all it's it's all a bit strange. Yeah, but yeah, like, it's been what's, what's, pretty full what's on. What's Brittany Brown doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Brittany Brown is my reporter on the scene mm. for a certain type of news. <laughs> well, she does good work. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just for the listeners, if I'm sounding a bit off, I am just a bit sick at the moment. You know, of course, big news weekend hits and Catherine goes down. Yeah, Catherine's um, um, zonked out on Codrill or something, aren't you? Or uh, one of those. You, 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 you know, you can't let podcasting sit by the wayside with all this news. So you just feel like go to the chemist and say, "Give me everything you got." Yep, yep. I've had. Had my Ventolin, so I'm all hyped up now. Um, but yeah, so actually, I had a busy week at work as per usual. Um, but I did manage to finish watching the Defenders. Ah, yeah. you made it through. So you made it past um, Iron Fist. <laughs> Was it basically just like endurance? Going, I want to get back to Defenders. I want to get back and see what Jessica Jones and and Daredevil and Luke Cage are up to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push through this Danny Rand stuff. Oh, Danny Rand. Look, it was a push. It was an absolute push because the rest of the defenders were really good and it was only eight episodes, but I have to admit, during all the bits with Iron Fist and Danny Rand, I kind of picked up my phone, did a bit of a scroll <laughs> through Twitter. And well, at that- one point, if you follow me on Twitter, I just tweeted out Danny Rand is an idiot <laughs> um, yeah I mean they, they try to sort of pair him up with um, you know the other guys to make him more useful and things but you just so much more want to know what uh, what the other characters are up to but um, yeah I did Defenders oh, a while ago now not long after it came out I think but um, yeah quite enjoyed it I um, I thought sort of Sigourney Weaver was a bit underused I didn't really like how she went out at, went out at the end I yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was a surprise that she went out, but you know that good old Marvel will will surprise you with with deaths and and change things up. Um, yep. But you know you've got Sigourney Weaver, you use Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, I felt that, but um, no, it was it was interesting. And then um, so is that that's as far as you've got. You haven't got to, to season three of Daredevil or anything yet. 
No, not yet. Um, apparently what's next on the timeline is The Punisher. I ah. don't know. You don't know whether you're going to front up for The Punisher? Well, this is the thing. Now that it's not leading to like another series of Defenders, I'm a bit, well, do I have to? Do I have you're to like, watch it? like homework, does it? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I didn't finish The Punisher either. I got a couple of episodes in. Um. Yeah, I, I. To be honest, I dropped off. I dropped off a lot of. I watched the third series of Daredevil, which was fantastic. I thought, but I hadn't. Not, I hadn't done the second series of Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or The Punisher. So I've still kind of got those. Um, to go through, and I just sort of didn't have the time. Really, other things kind of. Got, you know, you, you only get these little windows when you have kids, Catherine. You've only got little windows to watch things, and also I've got to try and find something that. Um, that my partner Kat likes to watch. And though she did like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. So, you know, we could probably go back to that. But, um, yeah, I didn't try and put, put Iron Fist on for her. <laughs> but, no, um, don't. It's, it's really unnecessary. It's really unnecessary. Um, yeah, so I'm having a think about where next to go with that. Because one thing that did come out not from D23, but other news, was that Netflix is having a Breaking Bad movie. What is it? Um, yeah. El Camino. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah. I thought, I'd, like, is Breaking Bad on Netflix or is it depends on where you watch it? Like, I think it's on the AMC network in America is the network that show, showed it, I think. But um, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. on and here because um, Better Call Saul is on Stan. Yeah, so I don't know how that deal works. I guess they were just the ones who were, who were going to front up the cash for it, or maybe the guy. The, was it Nick? Uh, was it Vince Killian or Neil Gillian? Yes. Or the, the, yeah. the guy who created it. Maybe he's just like, they're my characters. I'll do it. Take it wherever I like. I can do what I want. So Netflix ponied up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when that news came out, I have to admit, I contemplated a rewatch of Breaking Bad because I haven't gone back and watched it again. I haven't watched Break um Vertical Saw either. No, so I either. no. I feel bad. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like I really should watch it but I know I haven't got to it. I, I, from all accounts it's very good, so Yeah. Yeah, I've only heard good things. But um you know, currently at the moment we're we're hitting the the peak T V time for Catherine. We've got Australian Survivor three nights a week. American Survivor is going to start up again in about a month, and I can't, I can't not watch the block. Help me drop it, Josh. Help me not watch it anymore. No, you've got your, you've got a, you've got a good system going on. I'm jealous that you have the time to be able to do that, but um, don't have the time. <laughs> at the moment, it's sort of the Bachelor and the Cricket is what's getting watched at our house uh, at the moment, and. Um, and Mine Hunter as well. So Mine Hunter's back, mm. um, which is a big, 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 uh, big show at our place. So we're uh, we're currently getting through that. Just trying to clear the decks before Disney Plus sort of starts taking over our lives. I think so. Um, you know, we've already sort of I've already sort of dropped hints that you know Disney Plus is coming at our house, and we've got um, two small children and one particular one little girl who's obsessed with Frozen. So it seemed like a bit of a no brainer that we're getting the Disney Plus at our house. Yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, that leads us nicely into talking some news. So about a week ago, we got the news 
news that Disney Plus will be coming out here in Australia and New Zealand um, November 19th, which is much better than what we were thinking. Well, I mean, we yeah. we've discussed this on my podcast when you've guested on there and, and that we just assumed that it would go to Stan, that we just we were kind of like they've currently got the Disney stuff. We didn't think that Disney would have the sort of the infrastructure or the sort of will to roll out in Australia straight away, that they'd probably concentrate on local markets like the USA and stuff first. Um, and, you know, a lot of articles coming out going, oh, you know, they're in talks with these people, they're in talks with these people, you know, where's it going to go, what's it going to do? And then ultimately... I guess they just went bugger it. We'll just uh, we can do it here. We don't need these other partners. We'll we'll do it ourselves. So, I mean, I guess if everything had been on Stan, you know, we've already got access to Stan, so we would have saved a few bucks. But ultimately, you don't know what you're getting with these deals. I think Disney just don't want to have to get involved with other companies if they don't have to. I suppose. I think it makes their life easier if they don't have to deal with anybody else you know so you know there's been some sort of talk of why is Australia getting it a week later like the sort of the gaps in so small mm. of why not just start it at that 12th of November with America but there must be some you know when the contract ends with Stan or, or something yeah, I have like. a feeling it might be something to do with that um I'm just trying to figure out when that is um but it, it does sound like because it seems like it was very much around that time, you know, that the deal sort of got done, that they sort of, you know, and it it's, it seems that it was about December last year that it um, the, the deal was sort of written. So it might just be something like that where they're like, all right, well, you know, we'll we'll give you a week to, to, to run up your business and things. But I guess that's that. They don't want to leave it too long because Australia are the notorious pirates. So as soon as this stuff starts dropping up, you know, you know, as soon as Mandalorian, you know, is out in the world, even a week behind, I think that it's pretty safe to say that at least the the hardcore Star Wars fans like your, yourself and myself will will be getting it to make sure that we're not behind. Uh, and and Mr. Disney, Mr. Iger, if you're listening, because I'm sure you are, oh, yeah. we are going to fly to America, aren't we, Josh? And we're going to watch it there very legally, and then we're <laughs> going to fly home, aren't we, Josh? Hey, yes. But also, Bob, you've got a lot of my money already, and you are going to have the you are going to have the um, the subscription. So it is all going to be bought and paid for. So you know what? Give us you know, a little bit of slack. I have to just say a quick note. Um, if anybody who heard our my podcast uh, when Catherine was on the other day, we were talking about uh, Disney Plus, and they had these little booths where you could sign up to Disney Plus early. And I was like, who who's doing that? Like, who would do that? And then I saw a, a photo of. Said Brittany Brown and her and Boo, her boyfriend, at the booth signing up with the biggest grins on their faces. So, shout out to those guys because that that was them. They they couldn't they couldn't help themselves. Yeah, yeah. Look, I couldn't help myself either. If I was there, I'd be signing up just so I know know that I'd have it at day one. Um, they said something about being a foundation member or something. There was some kind of special title that they gave them if they signed up early. So, you know, yeah. they might have got a free badge or something. Yeah, look, I've got friends who are pretty involved with Disney and Disney actually have a lot of you know, programs and special little um, deals for people who on special memberships. So Disney know what they're doing, doing in terms of like, 
structuring their members. So, yeah. Do you or any of your your friends who work for Disney work in Melbourne? Because I know Disney have offices in Melbourne. Or are no. they all overseas? Yeah, they're all overseas. Um, sort of, they were sort of um, cast members, but now they're just big time fans. And one of them, um, she's a travel agent, tra- travel consultant um, mm-hmm. that specialises mm-hmm. in Disney. So, um, yeah, she she knows a lot of the behind the scenes things. So she her mind will be picked. I'll be picking at her brain to <laughs> to get the to, info. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. No. So I'm 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 excited. So it's it's amazing that we've got it. Really, I wasn't expecting it. And then, you know, some places like the UK aren't going to get it until next year. So whether they've got other deals for the exclusive content and things, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not quite sure. I'm glad. This is one time I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm not in the UK anymore because I would have been so cross. <laughs> poor, I don't know what poor old Charlie Ashby's going to do and Chris Hall and some of our UK friends, but I'm sure they'll find a way. Yes. They'll fly to America, <laughs> fly to Australia. Yeah. That's right. Well, they're yep. welcome anytime. Yeah. So, yes, as we're saying, we're sure that Disney wants to – not be tangled up with other companies anymore as per the news we had this week as well that Spider-Man and is involving <laughs> a very bitter bitter custody case between Marvel and Sony. It really did feel like that, didn't it? It was and then poor old Tom Holland had to front up at D23 because he's in the new Pixar movie. <laughs> And he was just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm sorry. I still love you all. Um, yeah, it was. He, he did look like he was being taken against his will. Um, yeah, that's just uh, that's just crazy craziness to me. So, I mean, Sony have a record a mile long of making bad decisions and and uh, arrogance and things like that. And I think that they obviously wanted a big a bigger chunk of the pie for longer. I think Disney said that. Because I think at the moment, the deal is any of the standalone Spider-Man films, um, Sony keep all the money or 95% of the money. And then I think um, Disney just said, all right, well, let's do a 50-50 split and we'll split the production and we'll split the money and you know, away we go. And Sony went, nah, we're going to do it ourselves. So they'll probably get, I mean, I think they said they've got two more movies with Tom Holland uh, that he signed up for. So... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the next one probably will go all right, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, the the big problem is the sort of report saying that he's no longer in the MCU. So does this mean that we can't see Nick Fury? We can't see any of the other characters introduced, you know, at no. the end of no. Spider-Man: Far From Home? Like, um, what? Anybody who's in the Spider-Man universe can stay. So, can we do spoilers for for Far From Home? It's been out long enough, hasn't it? Yeah, we've and yeah, we've done a full spoiler special. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, like Joe Jana Jameson, who turned up at the end of, of Far From Home, he's okay because he's in the spot. He's a Spider-Man character. Um, you won't obviously see the Skrulls or Nick Fury or anybody like that. Um, well, you won't see Happy Hogan and Aunt May together anymore because Happy Hogan is a MCU character, so they're going to have to explain. I mean, they're going to have to have a little breakup. Poor old Aunt May and and um, 
and happy. The, the, we hardly oh. knew you. Um, no. Sony, <laughs> Marvel, come on, come to a deal. Come yeah. to AD. So we'll see. I, I don't think it's over until it's over. You know, I, 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 I think, again, Sony seem a little arrogant when it comes to these things. They probably thought they could just do it and nobody would notice and everyone would just say, oh, try to make them look like the little guy. But, um, you know, they certainly reinvigorated Spider-Man and, and um, yeah, it only takes one, one crappy movie to, to have it all come tumbling down again. Yeah. Um, so Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, that was completely Sony? Yeah, well, it, it was. So... That that's a, that's the other flip of the coin is that that was actually really good. So, how much is that is Sony? How much of that is Lord and Miller just sort of taking the reins and running with it? Um, is it animation that they don't feel like they need to get as involved? Um, you know, the higher ups and things meddle as much. I mean, you know, the famous story Spider Man Three that was very meddled with that. Um, you know, Sam Raimi they made him put Venom in there even though he hated Venom and. The rest is history on that one as well, and yeah. So did they make him put emo Spider Man in there? Oh, I don't know. Actually, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. But oh, look, we'll just have to see what what happens. Like I said, I don't think it's over until it's over. Maybe cooler heads will prevail, um, and we get Spidey back in the MCU. I mean, you could. I mean, with Spider Man, you you could get away with it. You could just have him base himself around New York, become a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's got the rogues gallery to certainly sustain his own adventures and things. But I think it's just the the guiding hand of a Kevin Feige and, you know, who knows the character so well. It's just, yeah, we'll just have to see. I, I just I just wouldn't be surprised if you just sort of walk out of it and just go, oh, yeah, that was okay, I guess. It's not as good as the other ones. And, yeah. Yeah. I was Worrying times. Empire Pass, um Avengers Endgame spoiler special today, one they just released um, with Kevin Feige, recorded well before all of this controversy came out. And they were talking about um, how they plan all the, the phases and they're, they're going away to a um, retreat to do a lot of planning and that when the call came in that they had Spider-Man, so Kevin Feige went back and rewrote, you know, what was happening, you know. So yeah. they love the character of spider-man so oh, for sure and i'm sure they've got <laughs> contingencies for all this of you know what would happen if we had him if we don't have him they've, you know everything will be planned out but um they'd much rather have spider-man in there than not in there yeah i think he is definitely one of the big big draw cards like big tentpole characters as it were because he definitely appeals to everyone i think he's my favorite like he's He's just so lovable. Ne neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I love Spider-Man. He's probably my favorite Marvel character. Um, so, And I really loved what they did with him in the last few movies. I, I, I always sort of am pretty forgiving on what he, the movies anyway, even the ones that aren't as good. You know, I just like seeing Spider-Man, you know, doing Spidey things. So, But, you know, when you get the sort of the taste of, of one that's done really well, um, yeah, I just get a little bit worried that they're going to muck it up. And I feel sorry for poor Tom Holland, who feels like he's being held against his will a little bit here. Yeah, it's it's quite sad for him. Um, and, yes, he was in a very awkward position at D23 over the weekend, just talking something else and, and can't talk about Spider-Man at all. 
Uh-huh. Poor little chap. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, D23. Let's talk about some other things other than Star Wars. We've talked a bit about Star Wars, but and we'll get back to talking Star Wars. Um, but there were a few other things announced. So um, there was a Miss Marvel. Marvel. There was a Miss Marvel TV show announced, and possibly you know, she could get into movies. So yeah. much about that. Uh, I don't know much about the character, actually. I, I would be lying to say that I knew much about her. I know that she's sort of got, uh, she's sort of inspired by Captain Marvel, hence the name. So it's sort of a, a sort of a, not a spin-off or a sidekick, but I think she takes her inspiration from Captain Marvel. So it's potentially you might see Captain Marvel in it, um, especially if she sort of comes into the MCU now. I think she's sort of a younger character. But um, yeah, look, you know, they're, it's interesting to say that they've actually gone, yeah, we're going to put her in the TV and then we're going to spin her into the movies because who, have they done that with anybody else? TV into the movies? No, not yet. Not- I mean, I know that they've got these characters now. You've got your Lokis and your WandaVisions and, and um, Hawkeye that they're kind of going backwards and doing the shows with, but this is sort of the different, they're going, oh, no, we're going to do TV and then we'll move them up, up the chain later on. Well, the closest would be Jarvis from um, Agent Carter, the, the, oh, the butler. Jarvis, the butler, mm-hmm. who he was in the TV show and we saw him in Endgame yep. briefly. Yep. Um, I don't think he was in the movies before that. We did see, of course, um, Howard Stark and then he made an appearance. We saw Howard Stark in the first Captain America movie, then mm. he made appearance in Agent Carter. And was he there again in Endgame in the jumping round? I can't remember. Um, but no, you're right. But pretty much the Marvel TV has stuck there and not jumped onto the big screen. So, yeah. yeah this so, is- just sort of talking about, like, you're talking about the Netflix characters and things, like whether they start trying to move Daredevil back into movies and things, or I don't, I mean, I'm not quite sure what the deal is with that, but it is still a Marvel property. So, you know, whether they would start looking to do something like that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they wield all the power, don't they? I mean, they, they just sort of like, yep, yeah, Ms. Marvel, we're doing it. We're, we're, we're knocking that one out there. And, um, and then they were talking about, um, what else did they have on there as well? I think you've got the, yeah. Who else did they have there? Um, well, one thing about Ms. Marvel that's interesting to note is that it could potentially be more diversity casting because she's a teenager, she's a of um, Pakistani background, I think. Um, okay, Muslim. cool. So, you know, very good, you know, fantastic person of colour. Yay. Yeah, great. Yeah. Get them in there, yeah, for sure, which is good because we haven't had that yet. So, um yeah, I mean, I think they're very consciously, you know, doing that. I think from the properties, there are a bunch of sort of women-fronted ones. There might have been more women-fronted ones than, than men from the property. So I think they had uh, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, Wanda and Vision, I guess that's one each. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, Loki. So that's a, that's a bloke. Is that Was that all of them? Did they have another one after? Was it just the four um, uh, that they announced? 
Uh, I mean, with the what if, there will be a, a number of um, female. Oh yeah. Well, well, we saw the the Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Yes. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that was very cool. I do like Peggy Carter, so that'll be cool to see her uh, kick it around, throwing the old I like the Union Jack shield. Nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and in some other casting news, they said that Kit Harrington, um, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, he's going to be in The Eternals. He's about the only one who's like a non-Eternal. And they've also said Gemma Chan is has been cast in there as well. Gemma Chan um, is in Humans and she's also in Captain Marvel. So... Isn't, um... One of the other Starks in it? Isn't Rob Stark one in, in, in Eternals as well? Oh. I have a feeling that there's yes. another one of the other Starks is in there as well. So they're just, they're just right. chucking those Starks in there. Um, uh, yes, you're right. Rob, Rob Stark. Um, yeah, he was in The Bodyguard and, and mm. yeah, He was Frost. just in Rocket Man, what I just watched. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm partway through watching um, Bohemian Rhapsody, so... Ah, well, you, could, you could back it up with Rocketman afterwards. <laughs> you could yeah. do the double. Yeah, so... And I, I read an article that Angelina Jolie didn't know Kit Harrington was cast until she turned up to D23, so that was a big, big secret. Oh, they wow. managed to keep. That's cool, isn't it? It does seem like a, a few of these things just... Um... Some secrets were kept better than others, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm sure you'll get to the, the rest of the news later on, but um, yeah, that's exciting. And then they um, they they brought them all out, and they don't really get to give them much to say, really, do they? Like they they all sort of commit to coming out there, and then they just sort of awkwardly stand on a stage and wave for a little while, and away they go. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, what's that movie where you take off your little cap and wave? Uh, you go around and wave. Oh, that's going to bug me now. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. That might be in the Catherine's DVD collection. Oh, oh God. I'm going to just Skype you back again at some point during the night and just yell <laughs> the name of the movie. Just send me a message. <laughs> if, it's, if it's too late at night, I'll, I'll, I'll already be asleep. Um, yeah. Um. They also released a poster for the Black Widow, which mm. I can never get the name right. So, the Scarlet Johansson Black Widow. Did I get the name right this time? I think so. I think so. I think that's correct. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, no, that looked cool, and they had um, uh, David Harbour on the on there as well. And you had uh, it looked like he was wearing some kind of mask. I think it was, which was quite funny seeing him in a costume. Yeah. We, we got quite used to him in his Hawaiian shirt as Hopper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, honestly, he would just be, um, you know, dressed as Hopper for the whole movie. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I um, I saw uh, Hellboy the other day where he plays Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> he's, yeah. Perfect, he's, he's really trying. He's really trying. But the movie itself was, was uh, yeah, pretty all, a bit all over the shop, unfortunately. Um, which was a bit of a bummer because I quite like the character, but um, yeah, that's that really. But um, you know, look, I'll, I'll watch David Harbour in anything really. Yeah, like so, he's he did a, a bit of a spoof movie. I can't remember the name of it now. It's a very complicated name, which is listed somewhere on my get to. Oh, is this the one where he plays the actor? 
Yes. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we watched that. <laughs> it was quite funny. It was pretty silly. I think it was only about half an hour long. Um, oh. Where he sort of plays his father, who was an actor, um, in this sort of terrible show, um, and he sort of tries to uncover the truth of it. Yeah, it's quite it's quite funny. It's quite silly, but it, it's it's only sort of half an hour long. It's about as long as the joke lasts, really. But it's sort of just fun seeing David Harbour kind of goofing around, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of, I think, what I saw from the MCU. It'd be good to see Kit Harrington doing something different, although I did see him in that um, Andy Samberg, um, was it Seven Days in Hell? That Did you ever watch that? Oh, um, that, the, ten- that? The tennis one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's quite, yeah that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do like those little those videos and things that they do. They're quite, yeah, he does good work. I, I always like Kit Harrington seems to be able to make fun of himself, which is always good in my book. Yeah, yeah I think he does make a bit of a fun of um, himself and people watching his hair as they did during his time on the show. You know, a bit like um, Ewan and the Eternal Beard Watch we've been on since 2015 <laughs> yeah that's right well at least now he knows he can just grow a beard whenever he likes now and and and, and nobody's going to give him any, you know no one's going to hassle him anymore yeah yeah so um now we've talked a little bit about um all of this on your episode of star wars felt out which mm-hmm. listeners mm-hmm. can um listen to we recorded it on the saturday so when some news had dropped and so you've got our bit of a, our quick reaction then. Um, but just to sort of run over it, we saw the Mandalorian trailer or a Mandalorian trailer. Yeah, we did. We did. Now, it was um, we were lucky enough, you and I both were at Star Wars Celebration. We got to see the footage in the room and um, there, there was some sort of a sort of a, somewhat of a trailer, I suppose, as well as a scene that we got to see. So... There was a bit of footage in that. Now, a few other, I think I mentioned this on, on Spelt Out. You know, I've heard it a few more times today catching up on other podcasts. I think on um, Blue Harvest, a couple of guys in there were saying that they felt that the footage was better than it was in the room at Celebration as well. I just remember just being really excited and watching it. I didn't really notice whether it, the the quality, whether it was the effects or something, weren't, weren't quite spot on. But um, a few people have, have said that. But, uh, yeah, look, at. at all this time we've been going why aren't they showing it why are they showing it what are they doing what are they waiting for and then they've dropped it and it's it's hit like a bomb you know like it's everyone's talking about it so sometimes you can say that they know what they're doing really (laughs) well it definitely looks like with all the news articles talking about disney plus you know with the disney plus news coming out this weekend that the mandalorian trailer seems to be the lead of this is yeah. you know, the push to get the the streaming service. So they're definitely trying to tie the two together. Yeah, so, which is smart. So, yeah. yeah, they've got people excited about, you know, that the service is coming and then also going, hey, here's this show. So rather than, you know, if they dropped the trailer two months ago or even at Celebration, you know, you don't, wouldn't have had that excitement. People would have seen it and forgotten about it by then. So, you know, well played, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, I did saw. Uh, I did go back and see the clip of Favreau getting interviewed, and he did say that he believes it's all being coming out once one a week, which is 
brilliant news for us <laughs> one week behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be good. It, it'll be not, you know, because there's going to be some people who would have just sat there and watched the whole thing in one hit, you know, all night. But uh, it'll be good to savour it. I think at the moment, especially when they're they're not going to have a lot of brand new content off from the jump that they'll they'll you know they'll pace themselves to keep people on there although i think they said they're going to have 500 movies and 8000 episodes of tv or something so there's there's going to be no shortage of, of stuff on there on on day 1 really but i think most people will be clamoring for the um for the the new stuff from you know early on anyway i don't think people are going to jump on and go all right okay now i can watch you know bed knobs and broomsticks or something or you know <laughs> all that um Noel Christmas or whatever it is, where Bill Hader is Santa Claus. Yeah, I love Bill Hader though, so I, I'd watch I'd watch Bill Hader in anything. So I'm kind of like, oh, I really like Bill Hader. I'll I'd, I'd probably watch him. You know, he'll make it good. <laughs> but yeah, as a um, person who creates a podcast, are you very happy that it's once a week that you can just put content? once a week for 10 weeks? Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't really thought about what I'll do in regards to The Mandalorian with the podcast yet because I think there'll be so many podcasts that'll be talking about it week to week, whether it's, I, you know, I think we'll just do the guests because my podcast just has a different guest every week. Um, and, you know, I'm assuming that most people I'll have on there will have watched it and at least be caught up. So I think it'll come up in conversation, but I don't think I'll do a special Mandalorian watch review of every episode maybe it depends on the day if it turns out that the new episode comes out the day before we release um i might do something and put it at the end because you know we're current but if it turns out that it comes out on the you know the sunday and we're already five days behind by the time it comes out everybody would have listened to their other reviews and things anyway it won't really be current but you know it'll just be part of the conversation i think you know when we get into the episodes and if i'm talking to you or another guest and we go oh did you you know episode three i can't believe you know that they dug up the the body of Jabba the Hutt or, or something or you know whatever's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll be excited to do it. I'll do it if I if it if the stars align. But um, you know we're not the we're not really a breaking news podcast for the most part. Yeah, but it definitely makes I think it more fun to sort of savor that one one a week. Everyone's mm. around the world is at the same spot roughly oh, oh yeah we'll have to see what the um you know how it goes for people online you know because game of thrones was notoriously bad for you know spoilers on twitter and things yeah. um but that uh, i guess it's a it's kind of the same because you know game of thrones was on at a certain time everybody sat down and watched it at a certain time and you know would tweet about it and stuff uh this will be slightly different because depending on what time it drops if it drops at you know midday or midnight a certain day it'll depend on times and you know people won't be all starting at the exact same time so there'll be a little bit of you know there'll be some people who'll go okay you know it's dropping at midday i've got to be home i'm going to watch it bang i'm going to go there'll be other people go well when i get home from work i'll watch it or when i you know when my tv time is or when i'm doing it so there'll be a little bit of staggering i think and i think i think star wars fans for the whole will be pretty respectful i like to think that there won't be too many people tweeting massive spoilers straight out on episode to episode i think there'll be a little bit of grace but we'll we'll have to see you know we'll have to deal with it one way or the other <laughs> yeah i i think yeah people 
tend to be better with the streaming than, yeah, say it's on broadcast TV. People just tweet out anything if it's on broadcast TV because it's like this assumption that everyone's up to the same point, which around the world we are not. Um, But, you know, Stranger Things, for instance, yes, it dropped everywhere around the world at the same time, but I have to say for about a week, two weeks, there wasn't really much spoilerage on Twitter. People were pretty good, you know, even sort of at the end when people started getting through it and just sort of going, oh, talking about the ending, not, you know, not going into specifics and things. So I think people will be pretty, pretty good. Because, you know, also I think about tweeting a, a television show a lot of the time is about being current in that timeline so the you know, game of thrones was on at a certain time so you're running on that hashtag running on that trend um as it's happening the the staggering of the audience will will, will mean that you know some people will do it but for the most part i think people will you know the, the allure of sort of being in that timeline at a shared event won't really be there yeah yeah it won't really be looking for that trending on twitter so much yeah, yeah. so other news um cassian starts filming next year <laughs> catherine's moving to england <laughs> i've got some friends in england who can put you up catherine um i don't well you know i my um actually i should ask her actually because my uh, my good friend jen who has been on spelt out she worked with lucasfilm she works for the british film institute um she works on a, a program that puts uh people from different backgrounds onto film sets in the uk because um, it's normally a bit of a boys club or a bit of who you know to get on film to get into the film industry so her program specifically got people from different backgrounds um, whether that be ethnicity or socioeconomic and whatever and uh, whatever and um, and they worked with uh, Lucasfilm on Solo and The Last Jedi and I believe Rise of Skywalker as well so Kathy Kennedy personally reached out to use the program so I will have to find out whether they're doing Cassian, whether they're involved. So there will be that is one person on the inside, very, very slightly, Catherine. <laughs> I don't think I'd be allowed on set if they saw my Instagram over the last few days. That'd be the first thing they check, you reckon? Mm. Yes. Okay, please don't <laughs> let, don't let uh, Miss Neen pass the, you know, the, uh, the, the ring of steel <laughs> that we've got around this thing. Well, sort of our friends on, on Twitter and in the podcast world have sort of known about my Cassian love for quite a while, but I think this is the first time that you know, my friends on Facebook have started to see, who's this person you keep putting <laughs> up photos of? <laughs> yeah. And, and my nephews follow me on my personal Instagram page, and so they've started to get a glimpse so that was a worrying realization <laughs> well you know that's that's um everyone's got their thing you know it's there's there's much more unhealthy things to much more unhealthy things to uh to to get into Catherine. i i know you pretty well you run a you, you run a pretty clean life you know you're not out there uh you know get, having too many vices so i think uh, getting uh excited about um one of your favorite characters coming back is pretty good so i mean you know what what uh, amazing uh, fortune because we you know we thought we'd sort seen the end of cassian we thought he, he went down with the ship that he uh he was um caught in that uh in that super laser and yet 
he's going to be back. Yes, and it it all sounds exciting. They haven't started filming. They didn't confirm scripts were written, but if they're going to start shooting next year, I'm sure they're 85% done. Um, but, yes, Diego no, Luna, um, Alan Tudyk. No titles either. So it, it was interesting that the, um, the Cassian series and the uh, the one we spoke about before, the Ewan McGregor, the Obi-Wan one, just said no titles. So I think that's partially because I, I think that Disney are a bit like, well, we don't want to put the title out there. That gives people a long time to register their domains, make fake merch, you know, do a lot of other things with it that, um, you know, before we get our ducks in a row. And also, you know, a lot of the time these productions, they'll, they'll go under a different name as well when they, when they film for particular reasons your blue harvests and uh space bear and all that kind of stuff so i don't know i, I don't think they're sitting on some kind of incredible amazing title i think they're just sort of you know they don't want to give it away and give opportunists the chance to exploit it yeah because how long did they sit on solo for they sat on that for a long time <laughs> yeah. it was solo it's like yeah and <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can sort of see from a business point of view why they do do it, even though it's sort of like, you know, do we really need to, you know, do we really need to do this? But, uh, you know, anyway, good on them. Yeah. Um, so, yes, they did confirm that Ewan's back to shoot Kenobi. So one of the worst kept secrets in, in some ways. But um, it, was, it was so speculated for, you know, obviously speculated for years and 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 people talking every time Hugh McGregor grew a beard or did anything, everybody was talking about it. And, um, you know, we never really knew anything and there might have been a movie and then that didn't happen. And, and then, you know, literally like a week before the, the big announcement, it, it all sort of got out there. So, I mean, I, I'm, you know, really chuffed and, can't wait to see it and stuff but i you know you just imagine if they just managed to keep it a little bit quieter for a few more days and they could have got you mcgregor just strolling out on that stage oh we, we sort of talked about at celebration that, that you know are they gonna bust you mcgregor out is he gonna he's, you know, he's gonna t turn up at some panel and, and announce it and it never happened but that was the thing yeah. where it was kind of it was a possibility but it wasn't almost a sure thing where this kind of felt like well he's gonna surely he's gonna pop out and, and confirm yes he didn't say hello there, which gutted the entire world. <laughs> I think the fact he just said yes was enough, really. <laughs> yeah, um, and that again sounds like it's a it's a um, TV show on Disney Plus, ten parts, or did they even say? I don't recall whether they said it or not, but they did say eight years after Revenge of the Sith, it'll be set. So, on, on um, that they've... notoriously but hard to read timeline, <laughs> that is slightly shonky. I think it is actually, to be honest, in the defense of the timeline, I think it is actually sound. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't seen it, there there was a timeline that they put up on the thing to sort of show where everything related to each other, and I was sort of looking, trying to figure out what if each notch, how much time it represented, and it turns out it was a year. Basically, it was a year for each notch, and then five years for each larger notch, and everything kind of lined up. Um, although I did look, the, the gap between Star Wars and Empire was longer than I ever thought. And then the Empire Jedi gap was about a year, I think, but I always thought it might have been a little bit more. But um, I think a lot of it to do with the quality of the photo and the angle 
as well that sort of threw people off a little bit. I think it was actually pretty sound, but um, it was looking quite crowded in there though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of lines going all sorts of places, and but who knows where things will start? And yeah, that they, they said like with Cassian, it was set well, about five years before the events of Battle of Cavern, or a bit mm. more, something like that. Yeah. Can't quite remember. I think it was smack bag in the middle of Rebels as well. Yeah. So we sort of speculated when you were on, we had our Cassian prediction that, you know, we, will we see Rebels characters in this thing? And well, we're right in the, we're going to be right in that timeline. So maybe it's not, you know, Cassian could be the focus, but it may sort of branch out into the, the Rebel Alliance or the Rebels more. And that's why it may not be called Cassian. It might not be all about one person as much as you want it to be, Catherine. Look, I do want it to be completely Cassian centred, but I wouldn't mind finding out more about the whole rebellion and and how things work, the the commandos and things like that, and, of course, sending Cassian on undercover missions where he may or may not need to dance. <laughs> I was going to say take his shirt off, or either or. Both. <laughs> you know, the meme, why not both? Why not, why not? Executive producer Catherine Neen. On the, Cass- on the Cassian series. Um, yeah, so the, the Obi-Wan thing, yeah. I mean, it, like you said, the, the worst kept secret, but very welcome. Um, I, I don't really know what is the next thing people are going to be clamoring for. It feels like they kind of, everybody, they, we kind of got what they wanted now. That was sort of the thing saying, you know, why are you doing this? You need to do it. You need to do it. So um, what they've got next, it, it does sort of open up sort of like possibilities of what, what, what they could possibly be doing next. Yeah, so they've sort of, in quotation marks, doing their fan service, doing what the fans have demanded. Um, and we know that Ryan is still working on his trilogy. Um, the Game of Thrones guys, I'm really not sure with what they are doing because they've signed a deal with Netflix as well. I don't know. I don't know really what's happening. Yeah. We'll have to see it play out, I think. I think Ryan, Ryan seems a lot more real, doesn't it? I mean, he's been talking about it quite openly recently, saying, yep, it's all happening, we're doing this, it's exciting, can't wait. Um, which he said all along. He's never given any indication at all that there was any. it was nothing but happening. So um, as much as some people have, you feel like that they want to try and derail that, it never even looked like that was remotely happening. So um, Game of Thrones, I think it's on until otherwise said. Yes, yeah, um, and oh, I've forgotten the dates now. Is it 2025, the next Star Wars movie, they were saying? Anyway, uh, that's a waste. No, I don't think it's that far away. I think it's 23, okay. 22 or 23. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, I think it's three more years after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Celebration next year, we're going. Yes, we are. And we'll be probably going into the lotteries for panels together. Mm-hmm. Cassian panel. Do you reckon there'll be one? I'd say definitely. Um, it'll be it'll be a year from now. If they start filming early next year, they'll certainly have some stuff to show by then. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it comes out next year or maybe the year after, I'm not sure. But I think they'll definitely. Yeah, I mean, that, that, we, we kind of said at the time we didn't 
think that you know i originally at celebration going oh they'll probably take a year off there'll be no celebration next year um you know what are they going to show but now all of a sudden you know we're going to have mandalorian season two we're going to have the cassian show we're going to have the obi-wan thing to show uh we'll probably get the first hints of what's going on with these new movies um there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about so no wonder they just said oh no we'll be we'll be good to go we'll have stuff for you to, to clamber about and the 40th anniversary of empire so oh yeah of course yeah yeah but um they were better than the phantom menace panel <laughs> that that was yeah it was fine but after going to the you know the the rise of skywalker panel or the mandalorian panel it was a little bit of a step down wasn't it yeah yeah um and and of course we built our own hopes up so it's, it's on us we had this secret hope of you and walking out at one stage to to say something yeah we had to we had to defer that that honor to some of our friends who were in the room on the weekend unfortunately they got to see finally see you and stroll out to that stage but i'm glad that i'm glad that it happened eventually and that um that people got to see it and hopefully it'll be a really good show. I can't see any reason why not. We, we, could all, we can start doing the speculation. We'll start the speculation spectacular again in a few months, Catherine, when we get a bit closer. Oh, yeah. But um, I've got high hopes for Mandalorian. It looks fantastic. The cast is – I still can't get over this cast. Like the Werner Herzog of it all, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm speechless that he is on this show. It is amazing. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. Yeah, it looks great. It looks um, – I'd be curious to see the tone, you know. I mean, it looks gritty and tough and hard and things, and hopefully there's a bit of a bit of levity in there as well. I, I, I assume that when you cast Taika Waititi as a robot, <laughs> you get a little bit of levity, but you never know. He might, he, he might be, you know, totally tough and – and uncompromising, but I, I do hope that there is, you know, I, I still like some silliness in my Star Wars, so I, I hope that they don't, they don't feel like they need to suck all the all the all the fun and silliness out of it just to be, um, just to be sort of gritty and tough. I think there will be that um, that funny side to it, but in the Star Wars way. Um, but yeah, yeah, IG Eleven. Mm-hmm. He moves so much, like he spins and he walks and he shoots. <laughs> you do it all. He's not just a puppet wobbling on the spot anymore, is he? No, and so he looks he looks great. So I'm I'm really excited for it. And of course, the bets will be on closer to the date as to when um, Pedro will take the mask off. If he takes his mm. mask off, what sort of number? Yeah, I don't know. What's under there? Is it just a very handsome actor or is there something else going on? We'll just have to wait and see. Have you seen Pedro? Like, <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. But at the same time, you know, if he can act without having to take it off, then, then that, if that serves the story, then that's cool. But, um, yeah, I, I surely surely he gets a few moments to uh, to take it off. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think. If it was a movie, I'd say leave it on. But seeing as this is a TV show, so that longer run, you'd think, yeah, maybe at some point take it off. Like majority with it on, but... Um, it's a long time to run 
with the bloke talking in a helmet, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. And you sort of want to confirm that it is the actor there because you think about um, you know, some of the, the TV shows that you watch and and you see fight scenes and you can tell it's a um, stunt double at some point or the actor conveniently has some kind of hood or mask on. You're like, well, is it that person then or is it the stunt double? Who knows? You know, yeah. I, I think he's, he's, he's doing most of his stunts and, and, you know, there is a lot to be said about an actor who can convey a performance with a big bucket on his head too. So, um I have full faith that uh, he's going to do something pretty cool. And the, the rest of the cast looks great too. You know, it's a really cool, diverse cast as well. And um, they're really um, they're swinging for the fences. They really want this thing to, to, to pop. So it doesn't look like that they're doing things by halves. No. Disney have my money. <laughs> <laughs> They've got your money. Yes. Um, and I think we've run through just about all the news. At some point, Maybe in the next few hours we'll get a Rise of Skywalker trailer. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Are we getting conflicting reports? <laughs> it seemed like it was a sure thing, and now as we're getting closer and closer, the, the conflicting reports are happening. Um, we'll just have to see, I suppose. The phones will start blowing up um, when they do. Obviously, we're recording right now. We're not on our phones. It could be happening right now while, while it's going on, but... Um, We'll just have to see see what we get. So I think it's a I think what it actually is is a, a sort of a clip with footage from the original from the other movies, and then I think the last 45, 60 seconds of it is new footage. Okay. Um, so I think the clip is actually longer, but you get sort of Star Wars footage, and then you lead into it. That was my my understanding of what it was. Um, but hey, look, show me that footage all day. Whatever they're happy to show, I'm happy to see because. You know, people are sort of freaking out going, oh, they're showing too much or this, that, or, or the other. But I think, you know, JJ, the king of misdirection. So I wouldn't be, you know, I'm happy to watch it and get excited, but I, I'm not going to go into the movie in December thinking I know everything and I've seen everything just because, I'm, you know, JJ chooses to show me a few little sneaky shots. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, of course, I'm clamoring to see it. So, um, yeah, I'll be watching my phone with, with care and maybe in the morning I'll get some kind of notification. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be watching that. But, um, yeah, I hope I hope we get it. I hope we get it because you kind of think, well, why produce this and not release it? I mean, we were saying that about the first Mandalorian trailer, for goodness sake, but mm. we're getting closer now. Yeah, and it hasn't leaked yet as well. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I mean, you could say on one hand going, oh, if it's leaked, they're like, oh, look, Moz just put it out. People have seen it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they might go, oh, no one's seen it. We can actually sit on it and get people talking. But yeah, like you said, people have already sort of said what's in it. Um, so just show it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see it. Come on. It's like yeah. 45 seconds. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Um, so, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find my my little podcast. It's called Star Wars Spelt Out. Um, I'm sure most people who listen here probably know know it because you're you're a regular guest on there, or you're a very uh, value contributor. Um, 
And you can just go to starwarsspeltout.com to find the podcast and links to merch and so on, or just search for it in iTunes or Downcast. You should be able to find us pretty easily. Um, we've got some, had some pretty good episodes lately, one including one with yourself. So come and download it and, um, yeah, get involved. Yeah, so um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, your podcasting app of choice. Um, you can find the the podcast at That Geek Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Catherine underscore Neen. Yes, there's going to be Survivor on there. Deal with it, people. <laughs> It's her world. There'll be Bachelor on there, but there's not. There's just Survivor. And Survivor's really good. I've sat out Bachelor this time. So I have been involved in Bachelor previous years, but I'm, I haven't been on it this year because the, the cricket's been on. So I've prioritised cricket <laughs> over the Bachelor, believe it or not. And uh, I'm, I'm happy with my choice. Uh, yes. Yes. I usually only catch um, the Bachelor in those little clips I see on Gogglebox. That's about it. That's about all you need, really. Yeah. Yeah. That Geek Pod will return. <laughs>